I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town podcast. In this episode of the podcast, Dario Joseph and Chris Thompson came over to the studio to talk all about their new award-winning podcast, Refined Taste. Talked about their backgrounds, how they got to podcasting, you know, their food loves, and talked about Rochester in general. A really wide-ranging, interesting conversation. Had a a few honest uh, moments in there where we talked about, you know, mental health and everything around that. So it was really enjoyable. Uh, Really enjoy these guys. Make sure you go listen to their podcast, uh, the 2021 Best Podcast in Rochester through City Newspaper. Uh, Refined Taste, you can find it on all of your favorite podcast things. And make sure you check out their Instagram to see where they're going to be performing next. Both Dario and Chris are both stand-up comedians, and they're hosting many different events around Rochester, which is really cool. So make sure you go check that out and go see them in person, either at Selena's, where they're doing a monthly thing, or go see them in other spots as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please give me a follow on any of your podcast apps, or join me on social media, at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram, Food About Town on Facebook. And I'll remind you a bit later, but we have a great meal coming up for Curate Meals on the 23rd. So hope you can join us for that as well. In the meantime, enjoy this episode with Dario Joseph and Chris Thompson from Refined Taste. And we're back with another episode of the Food About Town podcast, and I am joined by the people who usurped my position as the number one podcast in Rochester, my arch nemeses in podcasting. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. You got to do it first. Oh, uh, hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> I'm Dario Joseph. <laughs> and I'm Chris Thompson. Wow. <laughs> and we're Refined Taste. Yes, yes, we're the Refined Taste podcast. That's right. Yeah. Well, 2021. Thanks. Best podcast in Rochester. Yes. Yeah. I, I have, Sorry. I haven't hung all of mine up yet. There's one sitting on the couch. There's only three on the wall right Look, now. Look, you so. got you got four. We've got one. So. Five. Five. Oh. oh I haven't I haven't me. hung up two. <laughs> five time. Five time. Five time. <laughs> no, but like um, the reason I wanted to have you guys over one. Obviously, you've been crushing the podcast game over the last year, and I love how much you guys have hustled and the dedication that you've put into it. Like, I've done a lot of episodes, I've done it for a lot of years, but the amount of episodes and the amount of work and consistency in social media that you guys have done has been just, it blew me out of the water when it came to the amount of effort. So, one, I really appreciate that. And they've had a lot of of wide range of different guests, some I never would have thought to have had. So, one, congrats. Um, Amazing work so far, guys. Thank you. Um, So, when it comes to... I guess introduce yourselves other than just your name. So before you started podcasting, um, why would people know both of you around Rochester? Chris, I know you've been on before. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that was a while ago. You were on, I think three or four years ago. Um, I I apologize that both times were in black history month. (laughs) I mean, Hey, Like, hey, whenever you want... think of me is when you think of me. I also this time. Yeah, also this time. Um, but um, I, I see you're doing uh, you're doing another series of posts on your Instagram uh, yes. around Black History Month, which I always enjoy. 28 Days of Black History. This year, I'm focusing on entertainment. Okay. Like entertainment in general. So right now, we're kind of in like an actor like week. Okay. But like I'm going to I'm going to focus on other things and I'm going to talk about more um like music and stuff because like back in the 60s and 70s all of that shit was intertwined. Like mm. Harry Belafonte was a singer, but he was also a movie star, you know. And like also I decided to not do I was going to I was doing this thing every year where I would do like six really cool things and then one really horrible thing that happened. <laughs> So it's all going to be just like chill stuff this year. There's, you know, there's tragedy in it. Like, but like, you know, it's going to be mostly positive. Yeah. Hard to avoid with a lot of movie stars of the fifties and sixties. Oh my God. So many drugs. Yeah. (laughs) So many drugs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like even the horror stories, even Mm -hmm. like the great stories, like so many drugs. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So, and then, uh, last time I interviewed you, you were writing for City Newspaper doing food reviews. Yes. 
Uh, technically, I'm still writing for City. If I like ask them if I can write something, I yeah. just I just haven't had the time. No, and that's fair. I I kind of fell off myself because yeah. uh, that's how we originally crossed over. Yes, because I did it for three years from 2012 to 2014. Mm-hmm. I think and that's how we originally crossed over. Was hey, somebody else is taking over the beat. Who's yeah. the new person? Which it's, was awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. Like I and I would totally do it again. Um, I just I just haven't had time yeah and like also they're like you know they shrank a lot like you know the the pandemic has affected everybody and like they shrank a lot they went to once a month and like i already had like a day job and mm-hmm. i felt weird you, you know they're not non-profit but i also felt weird like i know there are like writers out there that could really use the cash you know it's just like ah, maybe i could you know chill for a minute i was kind of in the same position like to make it it's difficult when you're like, oh yeah, my time in my evenings is valuable. I mean, you're doing comedy, you're doing the, doing the podcast, doing other stuff. It's hard to find time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dario, I mean, I knew you from following uh, the local stand-up comedy scene. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing that for a hot minute now, right? Yeah, yeah, going on. I'd say ten years for sure. Yes. Um. Yeah, I started what 2011. So yeah, yeah going on probably 11 years now. Yeah, my my story uh, is that I started an improv in college. I didn't do anything. I kind of didn't like find myself until after college that like I wanted to be in performing, you know, just something. And especially with comedy, uh, my love for comedy grew. So I uh, I started kind of clinging on to Jiva Comedy Improv. That was my mm-hmm. thing, and we became friends with that cast. Um, actually. Uh, one of the cast members from that time was is my best man. Was my best man in my college. Oh, that's uh, awesome! And uh, my wedding, yeah. Ted Ted Limpert, shout out to Ted. He's over in California now. He's a daddy. Westside. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's coming back. He's coming back to the east. So we'll see. And uh, so, and then I ended up auditioning for Jiva Comedy Improv. Uh, they didn't take me. And then I started stand up, and that's my story. So who was uh, who was that teaching? showed them? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> who was teaching that class? Is it uh, somebody? I know it's kind of rotated around, right? I know, like Megan Mac teach it. Is does she teach the one at Jeeva, or is that a different one? No. So she does. Uh, I know she does brainery stuff. Okay. Um, I th- I don't want to speak. I know she does improv, but I know she does sketch as well. Okay. Uh, which is really cool, and that's something that I did uh, later on as well. Um, but Megan Mac, I don't know if she was involved with jiva at that time uh tim ryan i don't know if you know tim ryan mm, tr okay so he was the one running uh the boot camp it was like mm. a summer kind of whatever weeks uh improv boot camp that he was running at jiva and that's when i my first exposure to like kind of performing comedy was was that yeah i guess i will uh i will start the this is this is my first time I have to learn how to do this. I mean, you guys yeah. are the experts and shout outs. So I need to learn <laughs> how to do this. So shout out to Megan Mack in the Rochester Brainery. Yes. Uh, looks like you can uh, schedule classes there. And uh, she's she's such a delight. I Does mean, she have anything coming up? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, probably before. Oh, she's got a she's got a good amount coming up. Great. Oh, so good. it looks like, yeah. uh, you know, once a month, February, March, April, and uh, twice in April. So at the uh, Rochester Brainery. That's yeah. awesome. She's the producer over at what? WXXI too, right? Yeah, yeah. she's a producer on mm-hmm. Connections. Yeah. Um, and sometimes a substitute host when Evan's away. Yeah, one of the, I mean, not nearly uh, sung enough about people in Rochester. She's she's such a, see, uh, one amazing person and two, mm-hmm. like the work that goes into that show, like it's not one person making right. that yeah. happen and she's a huge part of making that show as uh, great as it is every week. Yeah. She's like one of those people like who's in the background, like busting their hump (laughs) Mm -hmm. that nobody, nobody sees, but like if it weren't for her, that show would fall apart. Absolutely. No No, offense, Evan. No doubt about it. Or, or all offense. I don't know. (laughs) Let's let's start a beef with Evan Dawson. I I think, I think he'd be all in favor of her being a huge part of that show. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you're doing, you know, you did do the improv, you're doing stand-up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where I started. So not too long after I auditioned and failed, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, so many things are born out of failure, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that was one of them, stand-up. And then I ended up uh, doing my first open mic at Boulder when they had it on Sunday nights. So Boulder uh, was, for a long time, kind of like that was the 
that was like the um you know open mic night in Rochester, right? Oh, yeah. Like the the main one was at Boulder for that a long time. That was the open mic for sure. There were other ones, but that was the one that like everybody came out to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And like we actually, uh, you know, I, I wasn't running it or anything, but there, there was a regular audience that would come out and follow mm-hmm. people. It was kind of the launching pad for a lot of people, you know, the stand-ups that came out of Rochester yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, like some of the hosts actually co-own comedy at the Carlson. So. Yeah. yeah or they're involved in it at yeah. least. Yeah, definitely. Just a hair closer on yeah. the mic, Chris. Oh, sorry. No, no worries. We're we're adjusting as we go. <laughs> so you're doing the Boulder one, and then yes. you know the scene's changing quickly at that point as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I feel like every I don't know. I'd say five, six years. There's always a shift in the scene. I'm not super familiar with the scene currently because uh, I haven't really been doing open mics, um, but I've been running shows and stuff, so I'm familiar with who, kind of maybe the generation prior. Right, uh, because they're a little more seasoned, and they have kind of a set and an act that I can kind of book them for my shows. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, every couple of years, the good people uh, will end up moving to a bigger city, basically, mm-hmm. or the bad people will quit, and then there's like a shift, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and you kind of did the same thing, right? You actually yeah. moved to, yeah. moved to New York, exactly. So, well, how many years was I in? Maybe four years. Yeah, yeah, so in 2014, I won Funniest Person Rochester over at uh, the, the old comedy club uh, in Webster. And uh, then not too long after that, in 2015, I moved to Brooklyn and to, to New York with my wife. Yeah. So I've only been to New York City once. I know that's a wild statement to say, having lived in Buffalo and Rochester that my entire crazy. life. crazy. That yeah. is bananas. I've only been once. <laughs> um, and when I was there, it was just a cavalcade of just annihilating us with food every moment of every day. Yes. It can be that. Like, that's all we did. Like, oh, we need to go to this place. We need to go to that place. It's just hammered over and over. Like, what's the one thing you miss from eating in New York City? I mean, we've got an amazing scene here. We obviously, both of us talk about that stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the one thing that you miss there that you don't see here? Uh let me think. I don't know. The funny thing is that people ask me this all the time. It's like, mm. whoa, you lived in New York, so you must have been eating crazy stuff all the time. And uh, I lived in New York, so I had like $2 to, uh-huh. to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that clear. Yeah. Like, oh, so like, you know, like the hot dog scraps were good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, drink the water. Like bodega sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, the bodega. See, that's, that might be something, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about breakfast sandwiches. This has come up, you know, on our podcast, and we featured quite a few, you know, on our uh, social media. But that bacon, egg, and cheese that you can get from the corner store, the bodega, mm-hmm. uh, not the bodega here. Uh, they got good ones, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but it's different. It's different, yeah. And nice. something that you wrap it up in the tin foil, mm-hmm. and then you, you know, you take it from there, you go to your apartment, and then you open it, and it's all melty. And like, yeah. oh, you can't beat it with that yeah. hard roll. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I think the place that here that kind of hit, it wasn't quite the same Mm -hmm. was, uh, Scott's too, when it was at the public market in the, in the outside building that was, you know, falling apart at any moment. And the grill had been, you know, the flat top had been going for forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. You want, it was like an eternal flame. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You want the flavors from like 10 years ago on that sandwich you're making today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause they're, they're opening Henrietta. I think they're doing something now, but that place when they were doing it there, that place, that was the one that was like, Oh, this is like the platonic ideal of the greasy breakfast sandwich Mm -hmm. with that. uh, I think they did the Marticello's hard roll too. Mm -hmm. So it had a little bit of that little bit of chew to it. It wasn't the, I do not like the current roles that no. everybody has, the whatever the ones that are multi tiered. Mm-hmm. I hate those so much. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. my role. Don't like them. That's fair. That's fair. Don't nope. like them. Not my role. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. So that's, Chris, that's a good point uh, that you make. It, it Honestly, that's definitely one of the things that we don't. I mean, aside from Scott's, but like it's just having access to it too. Yeah. Right. Where it's yeah. like right out your doorstep mm-hmm. and you can just walk down the street, grab it and go back to your apartment. Yeah. Part of the yeah. culture. It's part of the culture of oh, being yeah. there is mm-hmm. having that. And there's so many different versions of it yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That was like the main thing. When I was like traveling to New York all the time for yep. work, that was like the best thing about going, you know, going down there was like 
within five minutes, I can get to my, you know, I can get out of my hotel, get like a nice hard roll sandwich or a bagel sandwich, and then yeah. go straight into the tunnels yeah. to work. Yeah. Honestly, like that's something, if anybody's listening, thinking about moving to New York, think about number one, how close is the subway? And is mm-hmm. it express or local? Yes. That's something oh that I would God. tell yes. somebody. Yes. And then number two, what's what's the local breakfast yeah. <laughs> sandwich? Where is yeah. the bodega? Uh-huh. Like, where how close is, is it? Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> if you hit it hard the night before, mm. the criticality of having it right at your front door are pretty oh, damn perfect. close. Yes. Yeah. Like Plus they make it huge. in like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always like there will be a line out the door, and it'll still you'll still get it in like yes. Yeah. And it's not like you know not like going to like Speedway or Fast Track where it's sitting under a heat lamp. They're mm, they're nah. hacking that thing up moments. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So mm. that's that's definitely one of the things. Yeah. Uh, pizza, obviously, pizza. Pizza, twenty four hours. Yes. Twenty four uh, hour pizza party. <laughs> I didn't honestly. I lived in Beds Die. Uh, we. There wasn't. There was some good pizza spots, but not the best. Uh, that was during the. Was that during the transition of Bedsty becoming like you know every other, uh, you know, super expensive New York borough. Into gentrified. Stuff. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I left. Was so. that early? <laughs> no, that was like when it was starting. Was so like this is yeah, early 20, 2010s. Yeah, twenty fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty nineteen. So okay. there was definitely. I mean, there was like a French restaurant on Kitty Corner to us. So. It was starting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure starting. Um, but, yeah, there was a ramen place that opened, which was really great. I mean, I, I feel like there needs to be a mix of things in every neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But there was for sure. tons of black-owned uh, restaurants and uh, just establishments that we yeah. were supporting, too. You know, And, like, at yeah. all levels. Like, it wasn't right. just, like, you know, just, like, little tiny spots. There were, like, high-end ones. Mm-hmm. I miss that about I miss that about Brooklyn the most, like f- especially the Flatbush area. You could get anything there. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, we have to we have to work a bit here, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things I try to tell people. Like, you can make the best out of your city if it's mm-hmm. Rochester, if it's Buffalo, no matter where you are. You have to make the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in New York, you have to make the best out of it. I mean, you have to. If you're trying to find a specific thing, you might have to take you know take the subway or yeah. for an hour to get to the other side of town. To oh, get yeah. that one thing that you want to get from this one place. Yeah, exactly. No, my wife. You still gotta make it happen. Exactly. We rode up to Astoria a few times, which is wow. It's so weird because you on the map it's like three miles away, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like here it That's would take trick. ten minutes, not <laughs> it was, even. It, it would, was confusing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was the most confusing part being there was like, oh, Oh yeah, that's not that far. And mm-hmm. then you try to walk, and I'm like, oh, that took me an hour and fifteen minutes that's to walk right. there. Yes, or just the subway, not even walking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Taking yeah. that, so you'd have to switch a few times, and but it was worth it. We had some really uh, great, authentic Greek up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Astoria. Um, yeah, one of my buddies uh, lived up there. Uh, Nick guy, he works for uh, Wirecutter. Yeah, okay. uh, he's from Buffalo originally, yeah. so he's like their Apple and other tech writer. Mm -hmm. So I knew him from the Buffalo scene and he, um, uh, we visited him when we were in town and he took us out to one of the Greek places in Astoria. It was a very interesting, that whole area. Yeah. I think we went to, was it single cut was right over there? Yes. That was awesome. Is right over there. Yeah. That was really good. Finn back is in Queens. We spent some time, uh, over there because I mean, we became huge, uh, just, I guess beer people, snobs. I don't know what you want to call me, but well, yeah. see, I, I love that <laughs> aficionado. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I, I call myself a nerd when it comes to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm a spirits nerd. I'm a food nerd. I, unabashedly, I love it. Yeah, to the depths of everything it has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, when I so, let's finish New York because we can talk beer forever as well. <laughs> so let's finish New York. We got other stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. One of the, the places we loved the most that we went to quite a bit was uh, Parm. That was one of our favorite spots. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Did you know about that one? So yeah, absolutely. They had a few locations, but we'd always go to the one in Nolita, uh, which was um, just like a hole in the wall. And they had mm-hmm. like, you know, six tables with a booth and it was always cramped in there. Yeah. They got huge. Yeah. Yeah. And they're amazing. I, there should be a place like somebody should open something like that here. Yeah. Uh, just like I love the... In New York, you could just specialize. Like, my place only makes banh mi's, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's it. Maybe we have some bubble tea or something, you know, like that. But that's it. In New York, you can do that. And it's like, these are the best parm, chicken parm, whatever Mm -hmm. parm that you can get in the city, and that's it. 
they probably didn't. It. They probably didn't have spaghetti parm from Buffalo, right? Right. No, they did not. <laughs> they probably did not have that. <laughs> no, they had a pasta uh, dish that we would get, like kind of a platter every yeah. once in a while. But uh, yeah, they were great. It's it's kind of funny. People would be like, "You're going to the same place." It's like sometimes you know you just kind of yeah. you know you love your places, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I mean, we all have our places. I mean, even right. here in town, like I've got my places that I yes. go to more right. often than anywhere else. Oh yeah. Like, it's hard not to when yeah. you find something, oh, it's that good. Sure. Like, I want to talk to, you know, I need to, you know, go to my cedar or go to uh, talk to Muhammad out at uh, Levantine's. I yes. Mean, yes. Shout out to Muhammad and Beth. Yes. Yes. Uh, they're the best. Um, but so then you came back to Rochester. Yes. Yeah, so uh, what was that? 2019? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we got out just in time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I read the tea leaves and I was like, oh, a pandemic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I got out of there and we moved back and we had a, a great hookup, um, where we started renting a house, uh, in North Winton and it ended up, uh, in March of 2020, uh, the, the owner ended up just emailing us out of the blue and was just like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to thinking about selling this place. Do you guys mm. want it? Wow. Yeah. So we just kind of fell into it and we were like, we looked at our savings and what we could do and we were like. Yeah, we definitely. So we kind of bypassed all the the messiness with oh, real estate, wow. all that, no, no bidding, agents. nothing. That's yeah. so, Beautiful. I mean, what a great, that's a great fortuitous circumstance. I oh, mean, yeah. this area, I mean, I'm just outside. So we're, right. I mean, you're, you can crawl to my house from where you are probably, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you're close. Yeah, you're about, I don't know, five, three minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, this area is so, it's so easy to get to everywhere, but it's also like quiet in of its own right. Right. Like I can get to the public market in 11 minutes. I can mm-hmm. get to my work in Webster in like 11 minutes. Yeah. It's like perfect. I can get to everywhere I want to get to super fast. Right. Right. Yeah. You got 490. You got 590. It's not like it, everything's really close. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So we ended up uh, just moving. We didn't have to move. We were like, oh, we signed our papers and they're like, okay, well, all our stuff's already here. So yeah. <laughs> this See is ya. convenient, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, it, so that's where we're living. We're in North Winton. We're about two seconds away from Radio Social and mm-hmm. uh, Comedy at the Carlson. Oh, and nice. Like, just like you said, I mean, it's so close to everything. Up yeah. the street from, uh, you know, Nosh and all those places. Blossom and, Road Pub is uh, not that far. Exactly. Right there, too. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. So that's where we're living with my Two dachshunds, my mini dachshunds now. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also your wife. And, well, I, men- I mentioned her before. She's there. Yeah. She's always there. Yeah, tell me about it. We have one car right now, so it's... it's oh, t- no. Yeah, it's it's not easy, like, to, to do all that with one car. Yeah. yeah. Like, we had two for a long time, and we I dropped it during the middle of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we've been living without for a while, but it's... It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot more planning. It's a lot more other stuff. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to, what is it, 2020 when, you know, everything shut down. Right. Mm-hmm. Things were, you know, I was out of town for a long time. I was mm-hmm. in Milwaukee for a lot of that year. Yeah. And you guys, you guys start doing the podcast when? Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I, comedy wise in 2020, I mean, I, I felt pretty good. I was, mm-hmm. Things were ramping up. I had some plans. I feel like everybody's story is the same way. Yeah, be like, oh man, I was having the best year of my life. Uh, <laughs> but you were, but you're, you're actually working. You're building. You're building oh, yeah. here, which is, yes. you know, it's a, it's actually a good home base for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to travel and you want to work, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity to work around this area if you're a hus- if you're willing to hustle. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. No, this is a perfect spot, honestly, because it's. Uh, between Syracuse and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there, there's so many breweries and wineries for like oppor- lots of opportunities for comedy and uh, people want it, you know, people yeah. come out. Uh, so yeah, you're definitely right about that. I mean, in the beginning on, that's, that's what I did. You know, that's how I hustled. I was like between Syracuse and Buffalo and Rochester, I was getting, you know, working quite a bit. So in, uh, yeah, 2020, when things shut down, I mean, in the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was like, Oh, uh, it'll be over in two weeks, you know? Right. So <laughs> everybody, yeah, they kept extending it. Like yeah, that. exactly. So it's like we didn't know what to commit to at right. that point, you know what I mean? So I started another podcast with another comic, and we were kind of just like working out jokes, and we were like, Oh man, I can't wait to get these on stage, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in two weeks when this is all over. But uh yeah, exactly. So uh 
Turns out it was a little longer, and uh, <laughs> little bit, little bit, <laughs> and uh, might currently still be happening. And um, so I, I reached out to Chris. I was like, mm. "This is not really fulfilling." This, uh, you know, just talking about jokes, and like it wasn't super interesting to me, and I feel like the audience. And so I reached out to Chris, and I had this idea for just, you know, two comics talking about you know their love for food. Uh, mm -hmm. Getting people's stories out there. We wanted to focus on, you know, black and brown, um, you know, businesses, LGBTQ, mm -hmm. women-owned businesses. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and also I knew he was the writer for City Newspaper, like you mentioned before. So I was like, Chris is the perfect person for this. And uh, refined taste, I'm a, I'm a thing about names. So, uh, <laughs> so that was uh, kind of the perfect time for that. And, um, but then in Rochester at that time, what was this? Oh, that May, was like June, right around June. May, June. Yeah. yeah. Right at the beginning of the protest. Right. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, Cause yeah. that was, I mean, that was, it was amazing how much that dominated the news. Oh yeah. Right. For yeah. almost anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little wild because like, I think you came to me with the idea, like right before the first big protest in, um, in Rochester. And then I was like, dude, I need a little time. Yes. So I think, I think it was about a month later. Yeah. Like it was in June that we actually started, you know, we had our first guest on. Right. And it was, um, dude from Cluck and Buck or Cluck if you buck. Yeah. I've seen both names. <clears throat> I blanked out on his name just now, but like, uh, hopefully. Taraconia. Taraconia. Yeah. yeah. It does yeah. happen to all of us. We, you end up talking to so many people and you're yeah. like, Oh, I can't believe I forgot your name. Yeah. But no, yeah. I'm always here for you though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, That's right. I got you. No. Yeah. So yeah, that was our first one. I know we had it scheduled and then we moved it back. Right. And yeah. But it, it seemed even more appropriate at that time. Oh, like, yeah, let's definitely. lift up these businesses. You know, mm -hmm. let, this is, it, it felt like more of a mission at that mm -hmm. point. We like, yeah, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna, you know, you know, not half-ass it. We're gonna put all everything yeah. into it, so that, uh, you know, it, it felt like, I don't know, can I say community service? It's like, you right. know, it's helping these businesses that don't always have that boost, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we started with a uh, cluck if you buck, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I don't think he's doing anything right now currently yeah i think he's on like slight hiatus yeah he was managing he he moved up to managing that whole kitchen right so, so. he's at uh what fairport landing right mm -hmm. oh, okay yeah and he was working out of that kitchen and then uh what we have jimmy z's on was he the second one i believe he was the second one swift water he, he's a on. he's a good yeah. one to do i mean he's yeah. just he's just kind of like one he understands the radio game a little bit so mm -hmm. he's He's gonna always bring his A game for yeah. that kind of thing, which is that nice. was a <laughs> that was a fun one because he was doing it in his car. He, he, was, <laughs> he driving, was driving yeah. while while podcast. Sh yeah. Shout out to Polly Guglielmo <laughs> driving safely on the roads of Rochester, recording his podcast on uh, Sunday mornings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, we just had him on last week. Yes, that was a fun was one. Fun. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, it was fun. That was our mm -hmm. longest one. I was like, we probably could have gone longer, but oh I mean, man, like, we could have. I could have yeah. talked to him for like. For all day. Right. He honestly. can't not, though. I think that's mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons I love talking with him and with people who do stuff like this is, like, he just can't not. Mm -hmm. Like, he's always going to be doing something because he just has to. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not getting paid. He's doing it because it's right. like, this is me. This is part of me. Yes. yes. And, like, that's, like, when I saw you guys, I'm like, oh, like, we have to be doing something comedic. We have to be doing something light and fun. 100%. And, yes. like, oh, like, oh, they're those guys. Like, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what we were going for is, like, yeah. you know, let's uh, let's bring people's stories. Let's boost these businesses. And then, you know, also bring some levity to it so mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, I don't know if every business knew, especially early on. <laughs> who we were and what they oh, were getting yeah. into. Yeah. Some of them were like, who, why are you talking to me? All right. So let, let, let's, let's talk about a couple of those and we're going to go for uh, go for break for a second. Cause that was, so I watched a few of them live on Facebook mm. early on. Yeah. I picked it back up after you got on, you know, the podcast things and everything else and listened through the whole thing. And I was really, I found it very amusing because like, oh, I can feel the awkwardness on the other side of the call on a couple of these yes, where yeah. they didn't get it. It's got to mm. be like, it has to be kind of 
you know, analogous to bombing when you're on stage, except for it goes for an hour well, and not for yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> well, it'd be like if you're doing stand up and they don't know you're doing stand up. Right. Like, is this a Ted talk? I thought, I, <laughs> what is this? This is a weird lecture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's got to be kind of an interesting to work on your feet like that. I mean, it, as you keep on doing something like this, you get better and better at mm-hmm. right. thinking on your feet. I mean, the stand-up stuff has to be useful mm-hmm. for that kind of situation where you have to like recover on on the fly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of bringing that to the table. Oh yeah, definitely. And it, and a lot of those instances, it was just like Chris and I would just like look at each other and we're just like, okay, well, this is just going to be for us now. Like we're going to crack <laughs> oh, jokes, yeah. oh, we're yeah. going to enjoy them. If they're not, then we'll just do an interview. But yeah. you know, <laughs> we're quite all right with laughing at our own stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's not a bad place to be. I mean, you you have to make the best out of it. Yeah, out well, of every every discussion you have, make the best mm-hmm. out of it. Exactly, and you got to imagine that the audience is enjoying it too. You know, right? In, in whatever fashion that they're enjoying it, they're like, oh, this is cringy or. <laughs> This is hilarious that they don't get it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, fine either way. Yeah, because I've I've had my fair had my fair share of those interviews in the past where like every single question was like pulling teeth, and yeah. you're getting one mm-hmm. word answers or one sentence answers, and like, ooh, I have to really pull all the weight on this one to make something happen. Right, right, <laughs> yes. We're yeah. obviously not talking about any specifics, but I'm sure no. you guys have dealt with that as well. Yeah, we've had a couple. We've had a couple, and. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I like, like Dario was saying, it's usually fun when like Dario and I are like, we we're like taught referencing things that they just don't understand. Or like, we like right. reference a joke and mm-hmm. they're just like, uh, right, right. You're like, hey, this is the part where we're going to go on a tangent where we're going to talk about Star Wars for five minutes. Yeah. And the person's just like staring into the screen, like, yeah. what is happening? What just. Yes. Although I will say, some people like just like dove right into exactly. the Star Wars talk yes. yeah. with us. So. Yeah. So after the break, we're going to be talking about the depths of. Uh, the depths of uh, the the new episodes of uh, what's what's the new show Book of Boba Fett episode uh, six yeah. or whatever. Yes, I don't watch any of it. But Guest starring Boba Fett, <laughs> Book, <laughs> yeah, Book exactly. of Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll be right back with uh, the rest of our conversation with Dario and Chris in a second. During this break from the podcast, just want to remind everybody to go to curatemeals.com to order your next meal. Our next event is on February twenty third. We just had an amazing event with Swan Market, and this time we're featuring a brand new restaurant in Rochester. They just got out of their soft open, and we're excited to feature them this time. It's really nice to work with all different kinds of restaurants, from the more established to the brand new, and I'm glad everybody's joining us for this journey to explore all of what Rochester has to offer. Make sure to go to curatemeals.com to order your meal, and check us out on social media at Curate Meals. And we're back with Dario and Chris from Refined Taste. And, man, they were just talking about the next place they might be going, which I haven't actually been to the location yet. Oh, you got to go. So the new location of uh, Happy, I know it's not even new anymore, the new location of Happy Gut. We used to go often when they were on, you know, their original fermenting space over on Park Ave. Right, yeah. And I've known, you know, Kat since she worked at Joe Bean and, yeah, she was working through the process. I mean, this stuff was amazing. Um, uh, so shout out to happy gut sanctuary with their, uh, with their tea forward kombucha creations. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I do love that place. Yeah. It's pretty great. And they've got like, they've got like basically a botanical garden in there now. Oh yeah. But yeah. You can, I, I don't know what the licensing was, but like she now has like plants that you can like drop off or purchase. Oh, cool. As well as all the fermented teas. And all the pastries, all the they've got like boba days, boba Sunday, I believe it is. Hmm. So they're doing remember. different. So they're doing coffee now too. They're doing a whole bunch of different yep. things, right? Yeah. So they always had coffee. Okay. Um, but then also like the main thing is a tea, and they got the the teas on draft. And they, oh, that's awesome! Uh, <laughs> you see this big window full of all their ferments with these giant vats and everything. It looks very cool. It feels like you're in a brewery, but you know, you're not getting drunk. Oh, that's super exciting. I, I haven't been to the new space. I really, I buy their stuff at, you know, at other shops, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't been in. I really need to. Cause I, they're, they're one really cool people and their yes. product is absolutely fantastic. 
Yes. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, and shout out to Kat, but uh, Rob is, he's a fountain of knowledge oh, when man. it comes to fermentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he could talk your ear off for <laughs> an hour just about one thing. Yeah. And uh, he's an expert, and he, he's very passionate about it. He's, he's fun to talk to. I always, like, I'll always motion him over and be like, What's, what do you got? What, do, yeah. what are you excited What's about right now? What's the new thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's What's o- about to drop, yo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he always has something, which is really cool. You know, they're always pushing it. Uh, I like... I don't know if it's a more recent thing, but I felt like it is because I've been following them, you know, on social media. But there's a more of a connection to uh, their culture mm-hmm. and they're bringing out um, just things that you you haven't seen in Rochester yet. Uh, mm-hmm. The tea egg is one of the examples, yeah. Yeah. which is really cool. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we cool. love that, too. So it's like, oh, this is this is different. I have never had this, you know. So. Uh, yeah, you could always find something at uh, Happy uh, Happy Gut over there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mess around with doing fermentation here because I do um, at least once a year, I'll do a big batch of like fermented hot sauce. Oh. Mm. So I think this year it was like two and a half liters of habanero hot sauce I made. <laughs> a lot of hot sauce. Yeah. It's like the you know, parting gift for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they show up like, oh, you like hot things? So like have some sauce. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have some sauce. Enjoy some sauce. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's always fun. You get to buy, you know, bulk stuff from the market and try messing around with it. Mm-hmm. I think it did carrots and garlic last year too. Oh, it was, it's a good time trying to learn how to do that and not mess it up too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always enjoyable. So, um, let's talk about where you guys are now. So the social media you guys do on the podcast, I am like in awe of that. Cause I hate doing the social media side of things. <laughs> I like reading social media, but I'm bad at being consistent. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about what you're doing is how consistent you guys have been doing all of that stuff. How do you break apart those things doing the social media, you know, doing the other media things and everything else. How do you break that apart between the two of you? Oh, we do like, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it, but like essentially anytime I go out and I'm going to send Dario's like, like mastering the Insta and he's like, he's way better at Instagram than I am. Mm. So like, I just send anytime I go out, I send him like all my stuff. It's a lot of like raw, (laughs) raw data that I'm just sending. And then like, he knows how to punch it up. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's really what brought us an audience is the social media. Like I, you know, I, I didn't want to get confused and I've said this before where like, there's a lot of uh, food blogs mm-hmm. and just like foodie Instagram accounts out there and there's, there's no knock to them. They're doing what they're doing and they do an awesome job. But I always emphasize that our social media is a companion to the podcast so right. what you're seeing there, most likely we're, you know, we're going to talk to somebody, you know, that we're showing pictures with us, hanging out with them. You know, that's the whole thing is like, uh, it's not a food podcast. It's a people podcast that, mm-hmm. and it so happens that they're involved with food, you know? Right. So that's really what I want to push forward. Uh, but people have really, uh, they, they love the social media, just like you. I mean, we, we have fun with it. We're always smiling. It's mm-hmm. always positivity. Uh, there's, there's no negativity at all in it. So it's like no. we're lifting each other up. We're lifting up businesses. We're having a good time. We're making goofy faces. You know, that's, yeah. that's really what it's about. <laughs> yeah, the Dario special. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's become a thing, I know. It's very, it's very twinkly. Like, I can yeah. hear the twinkly yeah. like, with the smile and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a special glow that comes off of Dario when he's holding like a giant sandwich. Yes, that, like no one can match that. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the inner fat. It's the inner fat person within all of us. <laughs> when you get that big sandwich, you're like, oh wow, I feel so blessed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I were talking about this last night. Um, I feel like there's a lot of. There's some social media accounts where there's like excess, right? Mm. So it's like that man versus food thing, which is I feel like is like 20 years ago type of thing, right? Yeah. So it still exists. It's out there, but it's just like, look at me with my pile of tacos. And that's not what I want. You know, I want you like, hey, we got a sandwich. It's a normal amount of food. Yeah. And I feel like it's a little, can I say this? It's a little tone deaf, I think in today's culture to be like posing with so much food when people don't have a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just to like base your 
thing on excess, I feel mm-hmm. like, is just not the direction we want to go. Yeah, like most of, like, I actually, all of our, like, anytime we're, like, displaying food, we're not only displaying the food, not because of the quantity, but we'll talk about how they made it, what's right. in it, who the chef is, who, like, put it together, like, all our... All our shots at uh, at Nino's mm-hmm. with, you know, we were shouting out Fidelio. We're still, like, cool, you know, kind of friends with Fidelio. Oh, we're definitely Like, all friends. the time. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. he's great. Yeah. And uh, was, I was, I'm mispronouncing her, was a high res? Yes. She was dynamite to work with when we worked with her on Curate. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. she was fantastic. I mean, it's, and you're right, those people are what make those things right. work. Exactly. It's yeah. all about the artist, not necessarily the food like yeah you know we wanted we want people to know about these chefs and these owners who are making this art that you're seeing here yeah yeah and then like most of the food that we're posing with in our pictures is a meal that we're eating yeah you know what i mean like this Mm -hmm. is it's not it's not going to waste exactly i'm not like (laughs) posing with the photo i want everybody to make this clear is that i'm not holding up a sandwich and then putting it down and throwing it in the garbage or like wasting Mm -hmm. it we eat all that you know so it's like we do, I don't know. It, it's really the, the focus is on the people, but you know, it's what they produce. So mm-hmm. it's like, we, we got We want to put a, a spotlight on the food as well. So, yeah. 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 It's I find it, it's one of those things that I've always been bad at it and it always bites at the back of my head. Like, man, I wish I was good at that. <laughs> I wish I was good at the social media. And I, I try to, at this point, I'm just trying to partner with other people who are better at it than me. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I, how can we do things that we're all actually good at Yeah. and focus on, like, I love doing the interviewing. I love doing the other stuff. I've been bad at social media. Like I've been doing food stuff for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. I've been bad since it started and I'm still bad. <laughs> I'm still bad today. <laughs> so I'm picking up tips from Dario and Chris today, how to be good at social media. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, and then I think the other part that I've really enjoyed is taking that one, boosting the restaurants has been great, but also, you know, bringing people to stand up comedy here in Rochester with all the other stuff you guys are doing when it comes to the pop-up shows and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've been in doing Rochester comedy for what? seven six seven years right yeah 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 and you know out of rochester for a few years but Mm -hmm. rochester uh for whatever reason this might be the case with other cities but they like comedy happens at a comedy club right and that's it that's where Mm -hmm. it ends right once you stop out step outside of a comedy club you're like okay there's no comedy there's no comedy out here (laughs) yeah exactly nobody laughs outside the comedy club in rochester put that mic down no jokes (laughs) this is not a comedy but I think it's okay. I think it it boosts everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. It it makes it more accessible. It makes it more fun. Uh, it's just an example. I mean, is our our shows over the summer with Le Petit Poutine so much fun? I so mean, much fun. Yeah. They're also great to work with. I mean, both mm-hmm. you know, yes. both Lizzie and Ronnie are just such amazing people, and I love the amount of work they've put into taking. The small truck. I remember the original truck over near the public market. Yeah. Because I was, I, I'd been buying since since they started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they were, every person that walked up, they're like, what is it, poutine? I grew right. up in Buffalo, which is, you know, close enough to Canada. Like, right. I knew what it was. It they was know. great. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it was amazing to see what it's turned from then to all the lines at the food truck rodeos. Mm-hmm. You know, when the food truck rodeos were the thing in Rochester, I'm sure both you guys remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When it was like the thing. And I, you know, writing about every food truck rodeo and the new thing mm-hmm. that everybody was coming up with that week. Um, and there were lines, half hour lines outside of Poutine every time. Right. It was yep. amazing. And to what they're turning into now, it's just such hard work to do that. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I just visited them yesterday. Uh, shout out to Ronnie and Lizzie. Uh, I mean, they put you to work. Well, yeah. <laughs> you visited them. That's a funny thing. I was just saying that. I was like, uh, I posted a photo with them, and then I was just like, uh, you know, big things happening, 44 Elton Street, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They got their opening coming up soon. They announced it's February 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super excited. We'll be there a little earlier. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> just to get that clear. No, no. Um, but, yeah, huge things happening. They're awesome. But, like, they were like, thanks for stopping by. And I'm like, stopping by? <laughs> It made you lift. I was there for things. an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, 
but it's gonna be amazing they're both awesome they're putting in so much work they're definitely stressed but i you know i reassured them you know i said you got like you said they have a very loyal uh audience and people that love their food mm-hmm. and uh just a just a fan base really honestly of them as people too yeah. right and I love the connection that they're making with Three Heads, too, because that place yep. needs that dedicated food option available mm-hmm. to them sure. where it's easy to get it over there. And, like, you know, you know, I, I love I love Giuseppe over at Fiamma. I've been, you know, hanging out with him since they opened out in Gates. Like, he's mm-hmm. – right. like, that place is amazing. And, you know, what Joe and the Nash and OPG team are doing, like, that whole area is just starting to really catch its groove with, with them coming in. That space needed somebody there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, Mellow right up the street, too. Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be fantastic. I'm super happy for them. Um, and, they, yeah, that, that partnership with Three Heads is uh, it's definitely what was needed, mm-hmm. you know? Because when you're drinking a beer, I mean, you want some poutine. Especially so, when you're drinking yeah. – Three Heads is probably some of the best <laughs> beer, but it's also some of the strongest beer in Rochester. They've got some high ABV stuff. I mean, maybe not to the, you know, other half Mortalis high ABV level, nah, but like but they've got some they've got some rich stuff out there. They've got some real high ABV stuff. They're sleepers because oh, yeah. like you'll be drinking it and it's like nice and tasty and everything and then like you try to stand up and you're like, "Oh, oops." <laughs> yeah. Now I got wobbly legs like Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Don't yeah. drink and drive, folks. <laughs> right, because you were you were doing the you were doing the ones with poutine out yes. in, outside mm-hmm. of Good Luck and a couple other spots. That's yeah. right. We did two out in the Good Luck Garden, right across from Good yeah. Luck on uh, Anderson garden. there, and then yep, and then we were in the Psychic Garden or the Bitter Honey Garden. It's got like eighteen names. Yeah, yeah. The garden next yes. to Bitter Honey, mm-hmm. <laughs> across from like Gabucha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we did two over there, and I was a little like tentative about it. I'm like, oh man, the ones at Good Luck were so awesome, and then it turned out. Like that, those were even better. Honestly. Yeah, the Psychic Garden ones were fantastic. Yeah. Well, for one, we could have more people there. Right. Um, right. You know, given like there was a limit because like you were getting a meal with it, and we didn't want to overwhelm. You know, <laughs> we didn't want to overwhelm the petite boutine with sure. like a bunch of people. But like, yeah, it was more spacious. We got more people in there. Um, you know, it was just like a nice, a much nicer like environment yeah that makes the closed sense. in part of it like help that yeah yeah and it, it was just awesome because it was the summer mm-hmm. uh i was super stressed over weather every single time oh, oh i'd yeah. have to imagine oh my god because every time there was really no other option i mean we were like oh we can go under here but we got 70 people mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic anyways but uh <laughs> <laughs> but every single time it was gorgeous weather it was beautiful uh people showed up we mm-hmm. had a different lineup every show was great it was so like to, to speak to that i i think it made stand up and comedy very more accessible Mm -hmm. uh to especially to pair it with the food and you're like oh this is a night out you know yeah so that was fantastic like i really hope we we've talked about this a few times and i really hope that we're able to continue to do those Mm -hmm. uh you know when they open the restaurant so we'll see but um i mean that'd be amazing i mean especially if you can I mean, not do it like, you know, drive-in movie theater style like it was done during the heart of the pandemic around the country. Right. But, like, that whole parking lot area, like, why not have just a cavalcade of, you know, OPG and poutine out in that parking lot with just all the people? Like, I can't imagine that not crushing. Yeah. I I smell a food fest coming on. (laughs) Oh, man. that But that whole, like, that would be amazing Mm -hmm. in bringing all the people together and all that space. I mean... Especially in an off night, you can't do it on a Friday night, but right. do it on an off night and bring all the people out to that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't imagine that you know three heads isn't going to want to be part of that and everything right. else. Like, why not? Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, beyond that, uh, over the last couple of months, we've we've continued different partnerships. So now. Uh, we're coming up on our third show with Selena's. Mm-hmm. So I saw that yeah. I was, I unfortunately missed the last one. I was hoping to get out for it. I'm definitely going to come out to one soon. Awesome. Um, yeah. that's, I mean, that's a great space for that too. It's a big space. Yeah. So yeah. we're actually, uh, Selena's, uh, you know, obviously over at, um, the, the village gate, uh, they have their own restaurant, right. But they also have a side room. It's like a private room. Oh, nice. And, uh, it, they use it for like uh, different events. So, so if you're having whatever event, you can rent it out. And uh, I've worked with uh, Aaron over there before. We were doing shows at 
it was a Knox room actually mm-hmm. prior to that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And we're, I was doing producing shows there before that very successful. And every couple of months I, you know, during, you know, the last two years I text them and be like, Hey, how you feeling? Are we doing this? You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like, still not good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we not got good. Dario. Exactly. Not good. We got Delta now. Exactly. <laughs> so, Omicron's coming. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, is like, I just never wanted to lose that room. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, this, <laughs> this is my room, you know, my yeah. precious. And so, uh, you know, we, we have that now and it's comedy on the rocks. It's a monthly comedy show where uh, Chris and I, uh, we, you know, we bring in a new uh, batch of the best comics in the region yeah. and uh, we do kind of longer sets, which I like to do. I want people to flex a little bit and, uh, you know, do like, we do like 15 minute sets, basically everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cause like, I, I love the new comic night, you know, mm-hmm. at the Carlson. Right. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. going to that and yeah. seeing the wide variety of skill levels of people. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, I can see the spark of where this might go. And I can see you have some potential in what you're doing. Yep. And then there's ones that you sit there and you squirm in your seat for, for the time that they're on the stage. <laughs> right. Um, like I'm, yeah. I'm a stand-up comedy nerd and I love all that stuff and mm-hmm. it's fun, but I love the idea they get to stretch a little bit and not right. just do five minutes. Cause mm-hmm. that's, it's hard to find 15 minute spots. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a hundred percent. Right. Exactly. And I, I dealt with this in New York, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we were doing two and a half minute mics every Holy once in a while with like 50 people. Yeah. Wow. So you basically get like two jokes out. Yes. And you're off the stage. It, the one thing it does teach you is to be uh, very punchy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to trim the fat on your jokes. Cause mm-hmm. you can't talk really. Right. So either be funny immediately, right? Get to it. Or be super interesting and have a big personality and be mm-hmm. completely authentic. And that's what it really teaches you. And I think I've, you know, I brought that with me from New York. And yeah. it's like, I'm very much, I know how to write in my own voice now. And uh, it's, it's so difficult to find for a lot of comics for some time. You're like, sure, mm-hmm. you could be funny, but who is it? Who are you? Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So having these longer sets is like you get to know these comics rather than five minutes. You're in and out. And be like, oh, I want to hear more from that person. Well, now you, you can. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. I think that the point that you brought up is kind of the if you're taking you're looking at where you are in your life, like at the moment, it's how much are you you right then? Yeah. And how much are you faking who you are? Mm-hmm. And it's. One of those things when you watch, when you think about what you thought was confidence when you were younger, mm-hmm. like the people who you thought were confident. And if you saw them now, you're like, wow, you're faking that so much. You yeah. don't have any idea who you are. <laughs> exactly. You're you're just bravado with nothing behind it. Yeah. yeah. And like, it, it, it's amazing to look back at that now. Like, oh, right. Nobody was actually confident at that point. Nobody knew who they were when they're right. 18, 19, 20. Oh, Absolutely yeah. not. Compared to the kind of confidence that you can have now. Like, oh yeah, I'm just me. I don't care anymore. That's yes. all I am. Yeah. Shit. Half the time I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the one comment I think a lot of give, people give us is that uh, about refined taste is that they're like, oh, you guys are so authentic. And that's, I mean, you get what you get with us. I mean, like, of course, you know, we're funny and silly, but at the same time, you know, we can get serious. We talk about mental health. We talk about real issues, too. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be candid about it. You know, Chris is, you know, you're an activist in uh, in the community and uh, you don't hide that at all. Nope. So, you know, we're going to if we're going to go there, we we can, too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we want to be clear about that. Yeah, (laughs) I, I find it really interesting with all that stuff, like. Like I made my first appointment with like a coach to talk through things. It was the first time. Like I never, never thought I'd be the person to do that. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, like I can handle my own stuff. I don't need to talk to somebody. And like one hour with the guy was like, oh, he just grabbed at these threads. They're like, oh, yeah, you have to do it. Like I, it it just grabbed at these things that I never thought I knew it, but I never would have vocalized it the same way. Right. And I'm booking more because it like, it changed my perspective on so many different things. And like, why, why did it take me that long? Why did it take me that long to think that it was okay to do that? Mm -hmm. Even though I listened to all these people, I know people that do it and I know what's important. Yeah. But still it took me that long to think it's a good idea to do. It's, it's kind of disappointing when you look back like, Oh yeah. Couldn't I have been more secure and, 
do that because it would have been valuable. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes taking that step or just picking up the phone or just, you know, walking into that office is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. You're like, cause you know, exactly. you, you, and, and you you think it's going to help you, right? Because that's the reason that you want to do it, right? You're like, this might help me. But just to, you know, actually take that dive and actually do it, is it's a big deal, definitely. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm thrilled that it's more, everybody's more vocal about it. There's been yeah. comedians who have been vocal about it. You know, mm-hmm. you know like the, the Chris Gethard, you know, he's been so vocal about mm-hmm. it over, you know, you know, a decade of being, you know, present in the, you know, indie comedy scene all around New York and the show and the podcast and everything else. But it's becoming so much more accepted now that everybody's, you know, not everybody, but most people are willing to talk about it. Yes. Yes. When before it was a lot more hidden. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it also helps that like insurance companies are actually (laughs) like covering it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of this accessibility. Yeah. Cause it used to be like, especially like where I'm from, like it was that was a rich white people thing yeah like that's that's straight up what it was and mm-hmm. like anybody who actually got therapy we stayed away from who said that they got therapy yeah we stayed away from little did i know half of my family was getting therapy <laughs> and then <laughs> didn't right. tell anybody on the low huh? yeah yeah it was like it was a secret it yeah. was a shameful secret but like you know now we understand like you gotta you know health you know mental health is health right yeah it coincides directly with physical health like sometimes literally like people you know having actual physical reactions to things that are stressing them out like you got to talk about it yeah you gotta do it and as much as i mean it's been you know a terrible two years in so many ways so bad but (laughs) at the same time so many conversations have happened and, you know, I don't want to be that guy that said, hey, it's made me better. It's like it's made me a much better person. Yeah. This whole time thinking about things and working through things and talking to cool people and doing all that stuff. I'm a much better person than I was before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it sucked a lot, too. <laughs> but I'm definitely a better person than I was before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my journey, I I started therapy when I came back from New York. Yeah. And I was... It's such a, it's a weird thing to deal with where you like, you feel like you're giving up right on your dreams and like, I failed. What am I doing? How do I start over type of thing? I don't have friends here. All my connections are gone. That's what I was going through. And it was tough. And, uh, you know, finding someone to talk to about these things and working through these issues and these feelings, it helped me incredibly. I mean, I, I starting this podcast, I mean, that was, it helped me, you know, mm-hmm. to, to reach people, to talk to people, to create a network of friends, you know, and, uh, you know, we all lean on each other now, you know, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Not just in the, you know, uh, seventies or eighties song kind of way. Yes. I mean, it's a great mm-hmm. song, but like, not just in that way. It's like all, it's all aspects of it. We all need each other to be successful, to bring everybody up. Right. Well, he, human beings are not supposed to be alone no you know so it's like uh you know that social aspect is so needed and then you know just starting the podcast and even though it was remote we were just doing it through zoom you know uh we were still having those conversations we were still Mm -hmm. connecting with people and honestly that feeling after we finished a conversation with somebody i was just like elated like it was just like oh man that's right i needed that yeah it was invigorating (laughs) kind of brings up your energy in a different way talking to somebody when you get to have a real conversation yeah Mm -hmm. because i mean some so many of the things you listen to so many of the things you watch are artifice right you know it's the the instagramification of communication with people yeah Mm -hmm. it's all surface it's all polished it's all this it's all that Mm -hmm. I, i can't can't be bothered with that stuff. Yeah. Like if we're not going to have a real conversation, why, why are we bothering? What's, what's the <laughs> yes, point? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's the point anymore? Like I, it, it's a waste of everybody's time. Like why not engage? Why not, you know, get to know somebody better through these things and through bringing everybody up? Like right. why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think either of us are a small talk people. At all. <laughs> no, it's kind of, it's kind of boring. Why? I mean, yeah. I can do it, but like, 
did, did you really enjoy that? The other mm. person you're talking to, did yeah. you enjoy that conversation? Yeah. Right. It well, feels exactly. <laughs> I mean, when I ask, yeah, when I see somebody, you know, somebody that we've interviewed or somebody in the community, when I ask them, you know, how are you doing? I want to know. Right. For yeah. real. Like, it's not like, uh, hey, how are you? Okay, goodbye. Mm. You know, like, I, like yeah. what's going on? You yeah. know, how's your life? What do you got cooking? You know, like these type of things. Not literally. Sometimes literally. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, I want to know where you are in your life because that's that's what i find interesting i want mm. depth you know yeah like you're you're now my people yeah. like the people i've talked to the people i've worked with i mean you're my people in town now like mm -hmm. like we're all connected through all this stuff and the more people can go out and explore and find these things the better they're gonna enjoy being in rochester that's right mm -hmm. yeah uh, you got to make your own way you have to make the best of your town and um oh this this is my wrap-up so this this oh. is my transition to the wrap-up um <laughs> but you know following people who are finding the cool things talking to people mm. that you might not know is how you're going to get more engaged in town right so gentlemen how can people find the refined taste podcast <laughs> well uh you know wherever you listen to podcasts not spotify uh no <laughs> <laughs> no but we are on spotify yeah yeah we are on there if you're uh you know if you're a terrible person no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> honestly can i talk about that for just a second oh, please. so like honestly uh, of course Joe Rogan, this whole thing of mm. misinformation and that he's got a huge audience. I get that. We, me and Paul, you know, we mm. talked to it, Pauly yeah. last week about it's, this. It's a fascinating topic. For sure. But at the same time, I think the conversation should be about Spotify not giving any money to the artists on there. Right. Like, we should be talking more about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, have both conversations, but the reason people should be leaving, I think people are just waiting for a reason, honestly, yeah, right. because they knew this all along. Mm -hmm. You know, people are people that are, you know, in the know that are, I don't know, quote unquote woke. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, they were just like, we know that they're not supporting artists. Right. right. So now they throw a boatload of cash at this guy. That's got this huge audience. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, kind of, just not uh, responsibly saying things yeah. is really what it comes down to. He, he he straight up says, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, like, putting people on. Like, he, right. this is basically his right. idea. Guys, he's just asking questions. Yeah. Can't you respect <laughs> that he's just asking questions? Right. No, yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And it's, mm. it's fascinating the more you more you pay attention to that kind of stuff, not just the misinformation. It's, it's prevalent and obvious when you mm -hmm. watch what's going on there. It's damaging and bad. And a lot of people are getting a lot of garbage information from that show that yeah. listen to him as, you know, this beacon of information, but the payment is important. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, if you're, if you, uh, if you watch TikTok, you see that popping up a lot more now too. Yeah. Like the people that have all the followers aren't getting paid. Right. They're, right. they're pushing people to go to the other platforms because they're not getting paid on TikTok. Those people mm -hmm. are doing those amazing things. Mm -hmm. Millions of followers. They're not getting paid. Yeah, exactly. Which is amazing. And Spotify is just as bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking you know, it's of the uh, exposure. We, we don't get paid for anything. <laughs> no, we just, don't. Just to make that clear. I think uh, do we if get we're this? lucky, we'll yeah. get like we'll get to bring the food home. Right. <laughs> we'll get a sandwich. Yeah. But yeah. like, honestly, uh, especially in the beginning, I mean, mm -hmm. we were buying our all our own stuff. Sometimes yeah. we still do. Honestly, yeah. we don't care. We want to support places. Mm -hmm. But uh, people are like, because Chris, you're an engineer. Mm -hmm. I'm, I work in wealth management Stunks. at a bank. Yeah. Right. I'm in I'm an automation. I'm right. A PM. Right. And so I. So we have full time gigs Absolutely. and uh, people are like well you guys got the best job and i'm like uh this is this is not our job <laughs> yeah all these things and that's you know all these things are we do it because we care we do it because it's the right thing to do and mm -hmm. we're enjoying it right like exactly. it's hard not to do this stuff because it's fun totally. and yes we are we are privileged and lucky to not have to depend on some of this stuff to make ends meet right but at the same time, like we're doing it because it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Uh, just to get that out there, I mean, if anybody, no, I appreciate you know, it. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you could find us everywhere. Uh, Apple podcast. I know some, I, I get the analytics people listen on overcast or yeah. that's my favorite. Yeah, app, for sure. Okay. It's all indie and it's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the heck is listening on overcast? That's I'm like, me. okay. All right. Got yeah, it. No. So that's, it's, it's my preferred. 
third app because it's still independent. Like, okay. They're not taking, like, you subs- you pay for it because it's the best. Ah, so right. for me, that's what I use for all of my podcasts. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's I know you can get it everywhere. Uh, still on Facebook, too, or is it just... No, well, no. So we uh, exactly we were talking about this a little before we started, but uh, we we made the conversion from uh, just the Zoom uh, remote podcast uh, recordings to uh, actual in person ones. Right. So we went completely uh, audio. Yes. And nice. uh, yeah, at first we actually were going live on Monday nights at mm-hmm. eight o'clock, and we would uh, stream it. You could watch us talking to these people just like on a Zoom thing. And yeah. we had like a limited audience and then, mm. you know, and then we ended up switching because we um, we got some uh, a grant. So we had some money and we bought uh, the equipment to actually record in person. And that's what we're doing now. Yeah. So it, it's it's been it's, fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. a totally it's a totally different dynamic. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot more fun. Like yeah. Just being able to be in the room with somebody and talking to them. It's. You know, we had a lot of fun on the Zoom, and, uh, you know, there were a lot of, like, Brady Bunch uh, jokes and everything. Sure. <laughs> about yeah. the way it the looked. squares, yeah. But, like, talking to – I don't think we would have had anywhere near as much fun, like, talking to Polly if right. we were, like, on Zoom. It's not the same. Yeah. And that's – it's it's great to have people in the studio here again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it does make all the difference, getting to see the reaction – Yes. You you're watching the little reactions in people and you're 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 adjusting on the fly because that's yes. the only way this all works. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's definitely helped. I mean, Chris and I's dynamic was always good, but I think it's at another level now where yeah. we can actually talk. I can reach out to say I'm touching Chris right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, things like that. So, it it's great. It, it's really elevated just the quality of the conversations for sure. Absolutely. So, uh yeah, no longer on Facebook. Uh but I mean, I, I always post Well, the links. content's on Facebook. Yeah, I, yep. yeah, everything that I post on Instagram uh, makes it over to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a larger following on Instagram, so more of the focus is on there. Yeah. Um, but everything, like if you're just a Facebook person, um, you know, if you're like, you know, in your 60s. Or <laughs> <laughs> and then if you want to find the uh, the stand-up events, how can people find the dates specifically? Definitely follow us on Refined Taste Rock yep. on Insta. We've got the dates We've got our posts set up. So, like, there, our next is February 18th. Awesome. Right. Yep. Uh, that's going to be Comedy on the Rocks. It's going to be right across from Selena's. Uh, isn't there $2 off for a drink? Or that's right. Something? Yeah. So, whatever ticket, you get $2 off a drink. Very nice. Um, yeah, we always try to work something out with the restaurant to make it, mm-hmm. you know, to sweeten the deal a little bit. Yes. And that's what we did with them. We're like, we want to encourage people to, hey, Make a reservation at Selena's, go eat dinner, have some tacos, whatever your, mm-hmm. you know, thing. And then come over to the show after. Bring your margarita over to the show, and then yeah. we're going to have a good time over there. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats, guys. I, I love what you guys are doing, and I appreciate all the hard work you've put into it. Um, and if you want to follow me, you can find me at Stromy on Twitter. I mean, at this point, if you're if you're an hour and five minutes in, I'm pretty sure you follow me. <laughs> um, but if you want to grab an amazing meal from uh, great small restaurants, go to curatemeals.com and buy for our upcoming events. Uh, keep it on growing and keep it on working with small places. So, guys, thanks so much for coming over. Hopefully we'll get to chat again soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having thanks us. For having Appreciate us. it. See you.